Welcome to the TAGT podcast. Come along as we work to connect the GT community and explore new ways to meet the unique needs of gifted individuals. This is the TAGT podcast. This podcast was recorded at the 2023 TAGT Leadership Conference. Hello and welcome to the Texas Association for the Gifted and Talented podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fluche. A special thank you to our sponsor, Renzuli Learning. Check them out and get your free trial at RenzuliLearning.com. Today we're chatting with the Executive Director of TAGT, Paulina Van Eden Hill. She serves as the Executive Director for TAGT and she applies over a dozen years of association management experience to lead board-determined strategic efforts, support board and volunteers, and manage the TAGT staff. Also, she sustains and builds member programs and services. Paulina, thanks for being here on the podcast. Thanks, Michael. I'm excited. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you is that I think people need to know the full breadth of what TAGT does. So uh, maybe can I start off there? Uh, Just what is TAGT? If you can give the elevator speech, and then we'll start to talk about how you got involved what it means to you and kind of what it should mean to teachers out there as well. Yeah. Well, TAGT's mission is to connect and empower parents and educators to meet the unique needs of gifted individuals. And we do that through a variety of ways. Um, My my favorite way is building community and connecting people to other resources, whether it's folks that do what they do, folks that study what they do. Um, We also provide professional learning, obviously, at conferences and uh, online opportunities. Um, And we advocate for gifted students and educators of gifted students and gifted programs um, at the state level um, through through the legislature and also at the, the education agency. And I think that's important if a teacher's listening to this or a parent, I think we kind of assume, hey, gifted uh, and gifted programming is just a thing. But it's not just a thing. It's something that's got to be legally put into stuff. It's got to have financial support. And obviously, TAGT is is a huge part of, of watching that and advocating for that. Absolutely. We're one of the few states that has a state plan for education of gifted students um, that have the laws and the funding that, that backs it. So a lot of states require, um, even a lot of states inquire, require that they identify students, um, and but they don't require that they even serve them. Um, and, and then, of course, don't have the, the funding, uh, the weighted funding for gifted students and the state plan that outlines exactly what programs um, must do and must not do. So um, we, I feel really lucky to live in um, in Texas and have the the policy around gifted, um, especially when I go uh, to the national level and get to talk to my colleagues around the country um, who are struggling with just um, purely identification or even just advanced coursework. Right. And let's talk about that struggle. I like that because there's some federal uh, guidance when it comes to uh, gifted and talented, and that goes back to the Marlin Report in the 70s and Renzuli and the crew working on that way back when. And I, I don't know if people understand that context that there are a lot of other states there with, they don't have what we have. Again, it's assumed that we have what we have, but other states have, sometimes have nothing mm-hmm. guiding it. Or like you said, 
an expectation of services without any sort of expectation of funding. So could you tell us a little bit about maybe the landscape of that nationally, if at all possible? Yeah, um, there are a couple of states. I think Ohio requires uh, specific things around professional learning for for educators. Um, There's a lot of states who are, are, uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners have heard about New York and the whole gifted um, programs in in New York uh, City schools. Um, There's things happening in Virginia where we're not offering advanced coursework or labeling uh, or identifying students as gifted. Same thing is happening with advanced math um, in in California. I don't, I'm not an expert in those states, but I know that when I, uh, when I meet with affiliates uh, of NAGC, which we are um, just affiliated with, with the national group, um, they all look at us and say, well, we're not Texas, so we're struggling with this, this, and this. And we all have our challenges, right? We want, we want um, even um, more accountability, we want even more funding, we want um, more uh, strategies for equitable um, uh, uh, services and, and identification in Texas. But when we look at the the whole country, um, uh, we are we're sitting on top of mm-hmm. of um, of how we uh, ultimately serve gifted students. Which is interesting to me because I don't know if people would expect that out of Texas that we really have. And, and as a gifted educator myself, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, man, I wish I had more support from the top down or whatever. But I think it's important to have that context of compared to other states, we really have a lot of that support. Like you're saying, we have, in fact, one of the great things that TAGT has been a part of is there was a point in the past few years where we had lost our specific funding as identified as funding for uh, GT. Y'all were a big part of bringing that back. So uh, I think a lot of people miss that we we do have a, a healthy advocacy in the state of Texas for GT. Yeah, and I'd say that all started with TAGT. Um, in the 70s and 80s, and when, when gifted programs were starting to come about, um, the state plan, I think, was written for the first time in like the late 70s, early early 80s. Um, and they're, you know, kind of our... our um, we stand on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. right? You know, the folks who, who who organized TAGT and were at the legislature. We have letters from governors. We have lots of old um, paperwork on um, how that all happened. But it happened way back then. And um, the only reason we continue to have it is because we have very active um, educators and parents who, when um, when we're, uh, you know, threatened uh, uh, in the in the law and the legislature at, at, through the agency, um, our people speak up because mm-hmm. they, they, they know and see the value in, in, um, in supporting our advanced learners and gifted students. Um, and uh, we have a great history of that. 40 years, right? Yeah. It's been over 40 years. Almost 45. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Is there do, is there an origin story here of like what, like somebody went into a room and was like, no, we can't do this without, I don't know. It was a garage, actually. A garage. Yes, yes. Um, we were founded uh, through a group of um, parents and educators. Uh, uh, Laura Allard was the first executive director of, of TAGT, and um, we have a scholarship in her name, which is something that um, is great for us to be able to honor her every year as we as we award those. Um, but yeah, it was an organized group of people who um, who understand or understood the needs of of gifted students um, and what they needed uh, in the classrooms, um, and so. 
yeah, we were organized in 1978, um, and uh, mostly of parents in the beginning, and and then of course as requirements around um, educator professional learning and specialties were required, um, we uh, we of course have a lot of educator um, uh, members. So it's a long, a really long um, history of um, ad- advocacy in all the different ways that that um, that, that shows up. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing because when I think of back then, and like I said, the Marlin Report being that federal acknowledgement of a need that there are kids out there that are not being basically equipped to go out into the workforce and be those problem solvers, self-directed, you know, great thinkers. Um, it's cool to know that there is a there's a uh, there's a group out there that is moving in that direction. It's been there a while because again, I, I think some people, I think you could maybe be a pre AB pre-AP teacher in seventh grade and not know that you've got people advocating for your ability to do that and the need for that for students. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So you do THET. You're the executive director. How did you get involved? What brought Paulina into this? What's what's your journey here? My journey um, is associations, actually. So I am, um, uh, you know, almost everything I know about gifted education. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, I've been with TAGT for seven years now, um, and I came from other public education associations. So I worked with um, with the School Nutrition Association of Texas, uh, which were uh, cafeteria workers and directors. I worked uh, at uh, the Texas PTA, Parent Teacher Association. I worked at uh, TASB, which is school boards, um, and um, and have just had a passion for um, connecting uh, people to others, uh, whether they're experts or other folks that are doing what they do, because I strongly believe that everybody has some expertise, some story, some experience that will help the person next to them. And, uh, and so I've always been really passionate about connecting um, people to resources and, um, and expertise uh, to do their job better. Um, and I found a home here at TAGT uh, just because of the community that exists within TAGT. Um, we, uh, the generosity uh, and, and the sharing that happens in um, in THT specifically is like none other that I've ever seen. The um, the uh, ability to and um, just like really proactively uh, raising their hand to help the district next to them because there's somebody new coming in. Um, it's just it's unlike anything I've ever experienced, and it's um, it just makes our job so much easier and more fun to be able to know that we can create a space at a hotel um, with round tables and know that something magical is going to happen at that table because somebody's going to bring something up that they are struggling with, and there's going to be somebody next to them who has an experience that they can share. So that's what I love about my work. And I, yeah, to echo that, I feel like one of the most compelling things for me as someone who's been coming for years to these conferences is there's something about also just the wide variety of gifted education situations throughout the state of Texas. And this being a place where you might be the only gifted educator in your district, you might be part of 20 people, but you get to network and have people who are fighting the same fight in a different context. And, and you're right, being able to get advice, being able to hear wisdom. You have people here who've been coming for a long time. Um, who I've been able to learn from researchers in the field. It it really seems like the community that y'all are, um, um, are kind of selling people on is intentional and it's real. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been, had a huge impact on me. So okay, so that's great. So TAGT, you've got this conference. We're sitting here at TAGT Leadership Twenty Three. 
Uh, tell us a little bit more about the things that people can plug into a TAGT, uh, whether it's conferences or otherwise. Yeah. Um, well, you're, uh, we would always um, it, uh, invite people to be part of the advocacy, and whether that means visiting the Capitol and calling your legislator, um, you know, or or just paying attention to the newsletters we send out um, on we send out a, a legislative email every Thursday during session um, with updates. Just being aware of what how what you do is connected to laws um, and and policy that is being created um, and what effects could could happen if, mm-hmm. if it were, were to be um, changed. Um, and so, you know, right now we are not playing defense with our funding, but things could change at all points. And so, you know, even just writing your legislator to say, this is important money that comes to my school district that supports my student, that supports the students in my classroom, um, is, is one really easy way to, to plug in. Um, the, the other ways that we, that we, serve our community or through professional learning really um and and we have these conferences we have a a fall conference that's really our largest conference where we bring in um, usually over 2,000 um, educators and uh, leaders of gifted programs for uh, hundreds of breakout sessions and inspiring, uh, we call them mastermind sessions. Um, and that's an incredible way to both build your community and connect with people from across the state. So you may have connections uh, within your campus or within your district or within the districts that are neighboring you or through your education service center. Um, but this is a way to learn uh, in Fort Worth from, uh, you know, from the school district in the valley like what are you doing and how are you serving um, your student population um, we have experts come throughout uh, from across the nation and folks who aren't even involved in gifted education who have lessons that we can apply um, to what we do on a, on a daily basis, whether it's education or this morning we heard from a marketing expert mm-hmm. about how do we create value and, and communicate value to, um, to the folks even just in our district when we're constantly having to advocate for uh, the gifted student and what we do. Um, we also offer a leadership conference, which is for coordinators and directors of of programs um, in the state, of services in the state. And then we do an equity conference, uh, Gifted Plus Equity, which really is focused on uh, the intersectionality of giftedness and, so giftedness and a a learning um, difference, or giftedness Mm -hmm. and uh, underprivileged or underserved communities, giftedness and rural communities. And and so um, that is a really cool conference that we do. It's one of the the only in the nation where we're really focused on um, the intersectionality of giftedness. Um, and then uh, we offer all kinds of online opportunities. So we have a, a product called THT On Demand, which is an online learning management system where you can get 30 or six or one hours of, of GT learning, um, which is awesome uh, way to connect uh, to the community in a, in a, you know, on your own time. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do PD in your PJs. Um, <laughs> And then uh, we do book studies where we where we have folks of small groups of folks who are connecting with a, an author. If you want to have more questions, we have this podcast which we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, and then we have Tempo Plus, which is our online uh, resource hub, where we have. Um, videos and templates and research articles that are created and and um and reviewed peer reviewed by uh the by the THT community and so michael if you have a great template for um you know how you're communicating with parents uh when when identification uh comes around um 
you can share that. And, and then, then somebody who's in your position in a different area of the state has a place to start. And that comes back to that generosity of the folks that, that we, that we, um, that are part of this community. Um, our last, uh, resource is, uh, TGT Connect, which is a really cool place where we can, um, go and continue conversations that happen at conference. I, I'm struggling with this, or how do you say right. this, or what happens when your district administrator tells you that um, you're, uh, it's a place where you can go if you're a TGT member and post a question and have people from throughout the state um, answer you. And that's a really valuable um, way to connect uh, outside of the in-person events that we do. Yeah, I've used it before because sometimes there's questions you can't really ask other people in your district about, you know, there's, there's state expectations through the uh, Texas state plan for GT services. And you might say, well, hey, how do y'all meet this measure? Mm -hmm. I don't, could I have some other ideas? And I know for me and, and personally, I came into a situation where, you know, the district had done things a certain way for a long time, and it was it was refreshing to know, oh, there's other districts doing it differently. It yeah. doesn't have to be this way. And if it weren't for TAGT, I may not have been able to, to kind of figure that out. Um, okay, this is great. The advocacy is amazing. The resources are great. And, and let me ask you about the advocacy more, because you were just at... Um, at the record, uh, time of recording this recently, you were at the Capitol mm -hmm. advocating. Can you tell us, especially those GT educators out there who kind of, they go to TAGT for those legislative updates, which I think are awesome. We just had another one this morning. What does that look like? What does it mean building a relationship on that level at the Capitol with those politicians? Can you give us maybe an insider's view of what that is? Yeah. Um, all we're doing is educating. We're just telling our story. We are um, sharing uh, or connecting with uh, with policymakers and their staffs, who tend to be even more connected and um, and available. And uh, you know, uh, the staff members of these um, elected officials. And so we go in and we just talk about what what gifted programs are, what gifted students need. Um, and a lot of times, what what I think is so great about being involved in the gifted community too is that. Almost everybody I talk to has some sort of connection. Oh, my niece is gifted, yeah. or my my kiddo was in you know was identified gifted in math, or my my MIT grad you know cousin went through these uh, was served in this way in the school district. Um, I was identified as gifted in math in North Carolina when I grew up. Everybody knows something about it. That can also be um, the Achilles heel because there's a lot of uh, sometimes baggage that comes with that word. What is it? Um, what what is gifted? Is it is it the chess club at the end of, of the right. school day that you know isn't super meaningful to people? And so that's that's the the that's what we try to go in and talk about. Um, you know, what's your connection to gifted? Uh, and then, and then maybe how can we kind of help turn the way yeah. that your your perspective is? A lot of these uh, legislators have education policy um, leads uh, or directors, and they are often um, fairly knowledgeable knowledgeable about about gifted programs. And so all we're going in is is saying, you're you're you know, sir, you're on the education committee, and there's these. These, some, there's some bills coming up, and here's here's how that affects gifted students. So we're a 501c3. We don't do any um, straight up lobbying. We're not we're not we don't have a PAC or any sort of like um, uh, uh, election uh, work that we do. But we yep. do want to go in and say you're a chiropractor from the Dallas area. You may not have any direct uh, education experience. Let's tell, let's share with you what what we do and what our teachers are doing um, day to day. Uh, what stories we have about a gifted student who um, 
is excelling because they're being served really well or not excelling. And so we share YGT stories, which is a um, on our website, txgifted.org, I think slash advocacy, there's a place where you can go and tell your YGT story. So as a parent, you might have a story about um, how, you know, when your kid was identified and started being served, they might have changed, it might have changed your life. Um, you might be an educator of gifted students and, and you, you can tell us about why. Um, almost everybody that we talk to at these conferences, we say, what got you into gifted, um, gifted education? And they're like, oh, my kid, my, my own kid, or I had this sixth grader and I was like, I was so stumped. And so I started to do more research and I figured out, you know, what, what I could do to, to inspire him and, and challenge her. Um, and so, um, just learning those stories helps connect, uh, you know, anybody, but particularly, um, a lawmaker to what we're really doing and, and maybe remove some of those preconceived notions that they have of, um, of giftedness. And then we talk about this is the law. Here's here's right. what we have in place. Um, here's what we really love about that. If there's something that we want to change or add, we talk about that. Um, and we have our legislative priorities up uh, on our website that anybody can go and see. Um, but they really talk about ensuring we have designated funding so that um, there's not a, a choice <laughs> about whether um, right. whether we're funding these programs. Um, you know, obviously, we'd always would love to see more money, but we are really happy with just designated funding right now. Um, we want to make sure that there's guidelines and accountability around how we serve students so that the state plan stays in effect and that there's ways that we are making sure that districts are following that. We want to make sure that we're reporting out so we know what our outcomes are and we can we can start to see, um, you know, there's not a ton of research out there about the, 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 the outcomes of gifted programs. And in Texas, that's challenging because of the gifted programs are so different from district to right. district. And so the more broad reporting we can see on that, the more we can, um, you know, continue to build our case that these are important. We know anecdotally, we know from, from some research that there are some major outcomes for students, um, uh, whether it be social, emotional, academic, um, you know, outcomes around CCMR and uh, college readiness. Um, but we want to make sure that, that everybody is given that uh, data and is able to kind of pull that apart and see that. And so those are some of our legislative priorities that we just are informed people on. We want to make sure that, hey, if you ever hear anything about the gifted allotment or about the, tex the about the Texas State Plan for the gifted uh, for for education of gifted and talented students, we're your resource. So mm -hmm. come to us. And we've had legislators call us, especially around House Bill three in 2019, when our designated funding was removed. What can we do to ensure accountability to assure ensure that that these students are still being served? if the funding goes away. And so we were on the phone with legislators just helping them understand, here's what's in place, here's what we would need, some extra barriers around. Mm -hmm. um, and we had some real champions in the um, in the Senate, um, uh, uh, Senator Nelson, um, who helped us bring back the designated funding in 2021. Um, and that happens through relationships and right. at personal experience. She happened to be a teacher, also a parent of a gifted um, a gifted uh, student, and so she was able to to see what the value would happen um, yeah. from that. So, and we're so thankful to have you all to be able to build those relationships. And uh, that's and I can speak firsthand uh, as a director of GT Services in in my district. There's been times where you all sent an email saying, "Hey, heads up, you know, there's these policy changes," and then something from my district came to me of like, "Hey, we had a board policy change that I called TAGT mm -hmm. up and was like." should I be worried about this? And y'all were able to say, no, this is exactly what this means. Don't worry. This is because, you know, they're pivoting regards to funding. So 
Uh, I know you've been a huge resource for me with that. Yeah, and I'd say that is part of our work is to build these relationships. But but it's also part of your work and everybody who's mm-hmm. listening. If you're in Texas, really, if you're any wherever you are, um, you should have a relationship with your elected officials because mm-hmm. you are you, you put them in you you gave them the work and <laughs> and you know they need to know what's important to you. So whether it's around gifted education or whatever else you you strongly believe in, you you should be in communication with those people. Um, and I'll tell you that a lot of the folks who support uh, gifted programs outright uh, in in um, or specifically, I guess in the House and the Senate um, do so because the of the parents in their districts. They hear from their parents, and they know that they are um, that if they if they start to mess with that, they're going to hear about it, and mm-hmm. and it, it could potentially change their trajectory. And so, right. um, you know, it's it's part it's our responsibility to make sure that you have the information you need to be able, able to go speak to those people. That we're working with staffs, and we we make sure that. We're monitoring those things and educating where we can, but they don't care to hear from me. I don't live in Dallas or Fort Worth. You know, I my I live in Austin, and so really they don't care what I think. You know, we're just there to be a resource to you and, and to them if they have questions. Yeah, and I love that charge, and that's really coming through with this conference already is just, you know, we're all part of the messaging of what, you know, this work is and the need of this work. And I'd imagine the best way to get there is, is – those student products and performances, which is an expectation of GT. And what are we doing, you know, all hands on deck to be able to support, to let people see here are the outcomes of a robust GT program. Yeah. And uh, a lot of districts have showcases, right. Uh, right. And so invite them and maybe it's not, maybe it's not your representative who comes, but maybe it's a staff member of their team. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe it's an intern, but they came, they took some pictures and they had to report back out to what they saw. And that is the best way for a, a, an um, uneducated in the way of uneducated around GT, yeah. uh, you know, kind of um, layman to come in and be like, oh, that kid is what you're talking about, is not getting what they need in their gen ed classroom. This kid is going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And if he hadn't had this experience, what would she have done instead? You know, And I right. think that's really the way that we start changing minds. And TAGT, I, I, I appreciate y'all kind of modeling that to people. Uh, so, you know, let's maybe dive in. If you're a, a teacher who maybe just got, you know, you're just new to the field, um, you're getting started with teaching. Maybe it's just something as simple as like, hey, I, I need to differentiate better. And so you just start thinking about, oh, who are my kids who are outpacing their peers, so to speak? You know, how do you see TAGT being a place for them, or what do you want to make sure that they know yeah. as they get involved with THT? Yeah, I'd say check out our website and check out Tempo Plus. Uh, it's tempo.txgifted.org. Um, and if you're a member, there is it's unlimited number of resources in there, and we add to it every month. Um, we add resources in there. Um, you can be a, an e-subscriber to THT and have access to that um, if you don't want to be a full-blown member. Um, it, you can also be outside of our state, which I think is important for okay. folks. I know we have a shout-out to Seattle. There's a, there's a, a large presence of Seattle um, listeners uh, to this podcast. Um, and so uh, tempo.txgifted.org, there's a search bar. There's uh, It's categorized into six or seven categories. We have a great parenting section that is open and uh, no membership required um, for that, uh, where we have resources of like parent webinars that we've hosted in the past and checklists. And, you know, I know one of our committees is working on a, um, a, a 
a resource around, um, you know, my child wasn't identified, but I, their needs are still not being met. What do I need? How can I advocate for my student? And so um, there's tons of material on there. Like I said, it's videos, it's checklists. We have a depth and complexity corner, which is really um, great strategy uh, for serving gifted students. Um, coming to a conference yeah. is always going to just trajectory is going to be incredible for again around the connections because you can read as many books as you want but like how does that actually apply is always the challenge right it's a challenge for our kids it's a challenge for us and so you're able to talk to somebody right next to you it happens all the time you know oh I just got this class or I just got this hat in my district at the district level um, or you know as a parent there's great um, great content there as well and so I would say look for the resources look for some ideas that spark you look at the author of the resource that you really liked and I guarantee you we can connect you with them because they're all members of TAGT and so if you uh, you know if you need help from from uh, even people on this podcast we're able to help you we're able to connect you they're probably at our conference and so right. uh, they're probably seeing connect uh, posts you know TAGT connect posts so if you have, ask, have a question about this one student who just I can't connect with or I can't I can't I can't find anything that challenges them, whatever. There are people that have answers for you. And so, um, you know, it does require some level of vulnerability and stepping sure. outside of your comfort zone. Um, but I've not never met a nicer group of people who, like I said, are just so willing um, to help uh, their peers. Um, you are, it's a very safe environment and, um, and it's a very helpful one as well. Yeah, I, to echo that too of like, you know, just knowing that you can come to a conference and run into the people who have written the books that you're reading, mm -hmm. right? Renzuli will be here from time to time. Fred Bonner, who's at A&M Commerce, is working on some really exciting programs. You know, Del Siegley, Sandra Kaplan. I mean, all these people, you know, showing up here, it's a really cool experience. And so, um, yeah, I would absolutely recommend that. And, and one of the other things that I know is near and dear to my heart is the uh, Emerging Leaders Program as well. And knowing that y'all have specific people investing in, because you're right, I do feel like a lot of people who come to this conference maybe weren't planning to be a gifted yeah. educator <laughs> or leader. And now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And that that program is a great way to get started. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a small cohort of um, fairly new coordinators uh, in their position. And, and when we say new coordinators in their position, we mean to gifted education. We've had folks who have got 40 years of education right. experience go through that, go through that program. Um, and we pair you up with a mentor, um, and we have monthly um, online learning. And we couldn't even tell you in 20, uh, fall of 2023 what the content will look like because it's completely built around uh, the, the 15, 20 people who are going through that program. We're doing book studies uh, online now too, which is um, – kind of a, a, a smaller version of Emerging Leaders Program, really building cohorts of learning for people who are um, all focused on, right now we're doing one uh, called All Fours and Fives on on um, secondary services. So it's uh, the book is around AP, but we're really talking about all of the advanced learning opportunities and how do we, how do we um, build those and, and deliver them in a way that's, uh, that's uh, productive for students. And so you've got you know, 40 folks who are all focused on that, mm -hmm. uh, some at the classroom level, some at the district level, some in between. Um, and they're all going through this program together. We're meeting at four or five, six times with the author of the book. Um, and so that's creating that community. And yeah, it's online and you're probably not getting to sit down and chat with the person next to you, but you have um, the chat and you have the ability to um, say, oh, that person asked a really great question. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
you know, email them a right. little bit later. And that's still building that, um, that connection, both to the author, the expert, the people in the, in the, um, in the class, and then anybody else who, you know, kind of guest speaks or anything like that. Yeah. Well, it's great. Again, I, I can, you know, only speak highly of what TAGT has done and kind of the impact it's had on, on my career in the field, the community that it's built upon. And so I'm hoping listeners out there kind of can find their pathway to get included in here. And again, I, let me say this too, just being at a conference, if you're someone who's new to the field and you're looking for help, I mean, the, also just the vendors that are here yeah. to provide some like, hey, you know, here's an online, Renzuli Learning, the sponsor mm-hmm. of this, you know, there's an online resource where kids can do passion projects effectively on their own. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, to speak to that, you know, there might be some needs out there of like, hey, how do I do this GT thing by myself? There's vendors who can maybe move into that gap. And also some great educational opportunities, too. You've got Baylor, I believe, Grand Canyon University. you got UConn. you got all these universities showing up saying, hey, if this is your path, we have some opportunities for you. As yeah, well. yeah. So there's cool. all kinds of, of professional learning and also advanced degrees that, um, that and UNT's here as well who have yes. programs that they can, um, that you can get connected with. And, and a lot of folks are doing that uh, right now. Um, we think of our, our vendors, our sponsors, our exhibitors as thought leaders. They are, they are, they are selling a product. Yes, but they are they are uh, experts in their area, and um, you know we have we have publishers come with all kinds of books. We have um, teachers who leave with all kinds of activity, um, you know, packets and games and stuff that they can build into their classroom, um, and and uh, you know you could do a lot of googling to find that, <laughs> um, and and potentially find some things that maybe aren't um, completely applicable or built built specifically for this population. Um, or you can come to conference and see see what we've got um, because, uh, yeah, we think that the people who choose to invest in um, conferences like these, um, both the educators but also the, the vendors, our sponsors and exhibitors, um, they're invested uh, both financially to support the organization, to support you all, but also um, they're invested in this, in this, um, in the work that we do and, um, and, and it shows when they show up and, and yeah. they have these really great relationships with folks who've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, this is awesome. I really appreciate it. We're going to start to wind things down here with our fast five questions for people to get to know more about you, Pauline. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. If your closest question one, Okay. if your closest friends had to describe you in three words, what would they say? Um, I think they would say, uh, driven, um, loud <laughs> and um and uh passionate yeah 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 it comes it all goes back to that being identified as gt north carolina you know? <laughs> yeah that's right that's great okay question two you got a 50 dollar gift card to shop anywhere oh or just really just spend it anywhere where would you go um I would probably spend it on a restaurant. I'm a huge okay. foodie. I love uh, a nice meal, whether it's an <laughs> expensive meal or like just a really good hamburger. I am okay. about it, especially when I travel for work or fun. Uh-huh. Finding a very local um, restaurant uh, with a maybe a nice cocktail on the side, I sure. think that'd be where I'd spend my 50 bucks. Okay, so you are an executive director for THET. You go all over the state of Texas and, and more. Do you have any districts that you look forward to going to? Because it's like, oh, I'll be able to get the burger in, I don't know, oh, El Paso. Man. I don't know. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I just love to f- try something new every time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but awesome. And I and I love um, all kinds of food, so it's fun. Um, there's a couple of members um, 
who create lists. Um, yeah. uh, Lenny from Wiley ISD, if she's listening, hopefully hey. she'll talk to us. But she creates <laughs> lists when she comes to conference and she uh-huh. shared her list for, we were in Houston last year and she's like, here's all the places that are close and here's, they're a little bit further, here's some that are a little bit further away. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I had time to go visit all these, <laughs> but I kept the list for the next time I'm in Houston. That's awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. See, this is, this is why people are really listening. This to is really the connection piece, right? <laughs> I'm really talking about food. There's GT resources too, yeah, but yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> Question three. Oh man. Okay, so this is different for you a little bit. Okay. If in an, uh, actually, I'm going to skip that one and come back. To okay. Uh, I'll go to question four. I'll go back to question three. Uh, question four. Who is one person you could not imagine being without in your educational journey? Which I know looks a little different for you, but you couldn't have gotten through what you've gone through with TAGT without blank. Yeah. Um, the. F- previous executive director of TAGT, his name is JJ Colburn, and he hired me. I actually started with TAGT as the events and professional development director, and he brought me on board, and he's just the most, um, uh, he's a a coach. He's been my coach really since before I even worked for him, but um, he brought me on board, and I feel like really changed um, the way that I lead uh, the organization, like how I look at um, at our programs and our operations and, um, and our staff. Um, and so I can't imagine, uh, where I'd be if I didn't have that connection with JJ. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it feels like everybody, everybody that I've asked, you know, in this podcast about influence, everybody has someone like that. For sure. Been a difference maker. And, yeah. and again, that's kind of what I see gifted education to be for those kids as well. Absolutely. Okay. I'll go back to question. Okay. Three. What's different about education today compared to when you started? And that could be when you started when you were a GT kid in North Carolina mm-hmm. or when you started in the great state of Texas with TAGT. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of things are changing right now. Right. Um, I think we're hearing about a lot of things that are changing. There's a lot of um, uh, fear around either, you know, what is or isn't happening in our classrooms, what is or isn't going to change about education and, um, you know, through the legislative process or all of those things. But, but, but I do think that a lot of those things, um, as scary as they feel, um, aren't really what most people want for education, especially public education in Texas. And so, um, I don't think that much has changed. Um, really, uh, even though we talk about it a lot, I think what we know is that educators, um, have, uh, the best interest of their students in mind, um, and are, uh, completely and fully dedicated to the work of, um, that they do on a daily basis. And so, um, I feel like the, um, the, uh, the, the conversation around public education is changing, um, but what we do is not uh, because uh, because we have the students' uh, best interest in mind. All right, so let's uh, get to my last question here. Question five, if you had to tell teachers to do one thing to develop student potential, what would it be? Hmm. You have an interesting lens on this? Yeah. Working with the experts? Um, you know, I think when we talk about um, when we talk about education uh, of students, I don't think I don't I see a very strong parallel with uh, with how I lead as a as a leader of this organization with our staff um, and 
and, um, you know, becoming a better person. And I would say that um, the key, I think, to developing potential in anybody is to know um, your your um, strengths and weaknesses as well. And so where do you need to grow? Where do you need to develop in order to be able to serve these students? Absolutely. I think having that self that self um, awareness mm -hmm. is really key. So, if people want to find out, you've told us a lot about TAGT. Maybe that's where you want to plug them in. But where can we find out more about you? Uh, about me, uh, I would say I would say there's, you, you know everything you need to know about me. <laughs> learn more about TAGT. <laughs> learn more about our community and and the the services um, that we provide you. We're here in service to um, every single person on this podcast, whether you live in Texas or not, whether you're a parent, an educator, uh, whether you're a student. We um, what we do uh, is if you're listening to this podcast, what we do is connected to you. And, um, and so, uh, check out txgifted.org, check out tempo.txgifted.org. Um, shoot us uh, an email. My information's on the website. I'd love to hear from you and, and what you're doing in your, in your school district, what your challenges are and, and how we can help. Thanks again to our guest today, Paulina Van Eden Hill. So glad you're here. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about today's guest and their work, check out the links included with this podcast post. And if you're not yet a member of the Texas Association for the Gifted and Talented, we hope you'll join our community by visiting txgifted.org and clicking on the Join tab. Renzuli Learning is proud to support the Texas Association for the Gifted, their podcast and gifted education nationwide. Be sure to visit our website at renzulilearning.com and sign up for your free trial to experience firsthand how we deliver a rigorous, personalized learning environment for all students pre-K through 12, and how we align our resources to the TEKS and provide student-driven project-based learning that unpacks the natural passions and abilities in all children.